This week I don't even have a joke. We watched Super Mario Brothers. And we're just sad. This is Body Counts and Beer. Welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm swinging my arms from side to side. All right. Okay. I'm John Rooney. Fantastic. We're over okay. here. Okay. Doing the Mario. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And this week we are discussing the 1993, there's no other word for it, mistake. <laughs> Super- I think going for classic. How did he not go for classic? Oh, Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> That's right. Directed by two people. Written by three people. And released by four. (laughs) Based off the seminal video game series Super Mario Brothers. I'm sorry, did I say based on? I meant bastardized of. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Loosely related to-ish? Yeah. I mean, the parts in Brooklyn kind of track. Do they? Then they go into like the Mario level in Brooklyn. Uh, that's because you never played Donkey Kong 94 for the Game Boy. That would be true. I never owned a Game Boy. It is the secret best Mario game. Oh, great. Ah, it's interesting. Good. And it's in Brooklyn with Donkey Kong? Oh, yeah. That's badass. You're climbing the girders, buddy. And then I think at some point you go to like a weird Mushroom Kingdom land. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Deal. It sets up the events of Dinosaur Island uh, as exploited in Super Mario World. Of course. The launch title for yes. the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. That makes a lot more sense. Your parents help you hook it up. Oh, gotcha. Oh, oh, okay, very well, nice. that's useful. Uh, so Super Mario Brothers, the movie, much like the Masters of the Universe movie, is an adaptation in concept only. Yeah. Uh, I would. That's even a stretch. Names. They have the same names as people you may recognize. Yeah. yeah, True. Uh, So Super Mario Brothers begins, like all movies do, with a Dan Castellaneta dinosaur. (laughs) So the movie begins with an 8-bit jungle while the voice of Dan Castellaneta is like, Hey, what ever happened to the dinosaurs? Hey, what'd you ever think of this? How about if a media hit the world and then it split the world into two dimensions and then people came from dinosaurs? I think it might have gone something like this. That's right. It is the longest open mic night. <laughs> oh, John, believe me, as somebody who frequents open mics, it is not the longest open mic night. <laughs> what I love about this is we get this exposition, this prologue, right up top. It is crystal clear. It's got animated dinosaurs, a skunk for some reason. Yeah. Uh, Dan Castellan had a Homer Simpson himself literally laying out the groundwork of this fictive universe that literally the movie will spend the entirety of its runtime reiterating to you. Yeah, well, I stepped out. I nodded off. I had to kind of look at somebody and chat. I was doing a lot of stuff other than watch this movie. And I, for one, am grateful that I was consistently told what was going on. That's true. Over and over and over again. This is a movie that counts on you not watching it. Yeah. And boy, I wasn't. (laughs) This movie has self-esteem issues. It's just like, no, they're not going to want to watch me. Yeah. I guess they'll just keep telling them when I'm a bum because they come back. <laughs> oh, nobody likes me. 
Might as well go eat worms. Well, uh, I mean, several characters eat screaming worms. <laughs> yes, they do. Through the course of this it's movie. So true. Sometimes they just drink screaming worms. That's true. Sometimes they order them on pizza in very pivotal scenes. <laughs> yeah. So the movie. You know, uh, he never gets that pizza. No, he does, but he's away from his desk, so he doesn't go back to it. Uh, he what gets a exploded bummer. into slime. Yeah, that pizza is just on his desk getting cold. And that pizza guy is probably still, still waiting in the lobby for the signature. That's true. Daisy's not going to sign for it. No. She's a vegetarian right. and that is loaded with lizard and dinosaur and mammal. Tail. No, no, no he, mammal. He held the mammal. Oh, that's right. That's right. No, no worms. Extra worms, spicy. Spicy. Yeah. I always order my pizzas spicy. Now at this point, you're probably looking down at your podcast machine saying, <laughs> did I accidentally skip an hour of exposition for this podcast? No, no, no. We did a great job. We told him the first part and now we're at the pizza. <laughs> So bullet points? Yeah, <laughs> we're we're running through this one, guys. Fantastic! All right, so the movie really gets going when we see. Uh, I would argue this movie doesn't get going. So this movie starts trudging towards the credits. Uh, it is a early. long death march to the ending of this movie. Uh, when uh, we see a lady uh, running frantically through the streets of New York, clutching something, uh, she runs in front of some cars, she drops off a big egg-type thing and jams a rock in it and just knocks on a it's church like a door. It's a space pod? Yeah, it looks like a tiny version of Kal-El's like, baby crib spaceship. It does, right. it does. And right. inside of it, there's an egg. Yeah, the couple nuns bring it into the church. The The capsule opens to show a big giant egg. And then a baby comes out of the egg. And the nuns are just like, cool. The I guess we got a baby life. now. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Lady is chased down by... Uh, things and exterminated. <laughs> um, did you just refer to Dennis Hopper as things? Uh, in this movie, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dennis Hopper is three kids in a trench coat trying to sneak into an R-rated movie. Definitely. He's pretty wobbly, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Boy, he's... So, yeah, he's a general at this point? Yeah, he's just General Koopa. Because yeah. he's got the, the big, like, fucking Navy badges on his uniform. Or yeah. Something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he murders this lady because uh, he wants her stone. Technically, the lady tries to murder him and kills herself with a collapsing tunnel. True. Here's a pro the, tip. The, yeah, the lady pulls a super <laughs> shredder yeah. from Turner's yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles Revenge Seeker the Use. So, uh, super shredder, fool me once. Gandalf on the bridge of Baradun, fool me twice. Uh, fucking nameless lady in the tunnels of Super Mario. Super Mario's a bad movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you, sir, for yeah. that education. No problem. Speaking of education, uh, that little dinosaur egg baby grows up to be a student. Yeah, that's true. She goes Ed- to NYU. Yeah, well, yeah. that's got money. Well, this was the '90s, so NYU was uh, you know, next stop unemployment. Please come to our college. <laughs> and, you know, oh, she's, right. she's at NYU's, uh, I assume, world famous paleontology program, <laughs> right? Yeah. Digging for dinosaurs in the middle of Brooklyn. Yeah, as you do. Uh, there's a 
very brief plot cul-de-sac about like a land baron trying to muscle her off the turf? Uh, it's a construction company called Scarpelli. Sure. Uh, run by the greasiest of Armand DeSanti knockoffs. Right. Weren't those the fucking executed ghosts from Ghostbusters 2? The Scarpelli brothers? <laughs> uh, no, that's the Scalari brothers! Ah, yes, he's right. They're the Try Scalari. to promote her! Gave him a chair! <laughs> Guys, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I think a lot of 90s movies about New York were kind of racist with these last names. (laughs) Sure, yeah, I think so, probably. Uh, So anyways, this is a good segue because Scarpelli is also the arch nemesis of Mario... The character. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Mario the Mario. The small businessman. Yeah. Mario the small businessman plumber, played by Bob Hoskins of Who Framed Roger Rabbit fame and John Leguizamo of The Pest fame <laughs> at the time. At the yeah. time. Actually, I don't even think The Pest had come out yet. No, I, I think, think The Pest is after that. I think at this point, he's still just known for uh, that TV show he did on Fox? Yes. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember the name of it, but yeah, yeah there was that. that then his career kind of went on ice and he tried to revive it with Summer of Sam and that didn't super work out and now he just does like really charming background bits. Mm. Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously there's also his career as a stand-up comic yeah, and, I was gonna say, yeah. and theatrical like one-man show producer and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm pretty sure at this point he'd already been nominated for Tony for his show Spicorama. Uh, at that point, like, John Leguizamo was, like, a rising star. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he was given the rising star's puncher's chance being the second lead in a big dumb action movie. Yeah. Oh, no, he becomes the protagonist of this movie. Easy. Uh, uh, yeah. He's the guy who's trying to get the girl. Correct. Sure. Uh, it should be pointed out, the behind-the-scenes making of this movie was... <laughs> God, where is the, like, Heart of Darkness style documentary (laughs) on the making of the Super Mario Brothers movie? Because this shit was epic. Yeah, I mean, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo spent almost the entirety of filming absolutely drunk. Yep, Scotch drunk. (laughs) That's the screamiest of drunks. Angry drunk. (laughs) Uh, So drunk that uh, during, uh, like, a stunt drive in the Manhattan portions of this movie, John Leguizamo... Brooklyn, right. Uh, John Leguizamo stopped short because he was too drunk to finish the scene, and the door to the van slammed through Bob Hoskins' wrist. Ouch. Uh, And in some of the scenes you can see he's wearing this, like, weird, like, fucking... You know when you were a kid and you'd get, like, a hole in your long sleeve shirt and you'd poke your thumb through it and make pretend like you're a ninja? Yes. That's what happens to some of the scenes that Bob Hoskins is in to hide the big cast he has. Gotcha. I totally understood rest. everything you just said there, except for the when you're a kid part. Yeah, right? I still <laughs> when do When you're that. a kid, yeah. you're a kid all the way from <laughs> your first cigarette to your last dying day. <laughs> That's how that song goes, right? I never actually saw Grease. It's everybody... <laughs> Is that what that's from? I don't know. Maybe it's from Grease 2. Go, that probably makes more sense. You know what? While we're on the topic, fuck you, Grease 2. The ending of Grease 1 promised an adventure in the stars. That's true. (laughs) Uh, Here's what I like to say about Grease. Fuck Grease. Because any time that two rival wars of Greasers have a car fight, it usually ends in them stabbing each other with knives. Yeah. Uh, And the fact that everyone just walks away from that, very disappointing. Yeah. (laughs) 
I always forget that there's a car chase scene in that movie. Yeah, yeah. you never want to forget that. That no, it's literally the only mildly exciting part of the movie, except for the opening credit sequence with that sweet Frankie Valley song written by the Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, Mario and Luigi, uh, the famous plumbing brothers from video game lore, charge into a, a, a deal. They got a job to go do some plumbing, but when they get there, oh, those Scarpellis have already beaten them. Which like so it's like uh, I think like a restaurant their dishwasher's clogged up so of yes. course they called every plumber in the tri-state area correct right. and it's like Merc rules whoever delivers first gets the bounty yeah, yeah it's like John Wick they just put it out they right. put out the contract for any hitman <laughs> in the area whoever gets it gets it yeah, yeah. And, and they get a roll of gold coins to be spent at the plumber <laughs> hotel that everyone lives at right Boy, this movie a thousand percent drives home the point that they are A, out of money, B, plumbers, C, brothers. Yes. Uh, This movie leaves nothing to the imagination except for a coherent story. Hmm. Yeah. True. So uh, the Scarpellis have beaten them to the punch, and on the way back home with tails between their legs, they come across uh, Samantha Mathis' Daisy, the young baby who came out of the egg and is now a grown-up student at NYU. That's right. Uh, For the first, the Silver Scream premiere of the Super Mario World, uh, not to be confused with Super Mario World, they choose that most famous of Mario characters, Princess Daisy. Daisy, from the Game Boy trilogy. Yes. Yeah. They don't cool. Yes. yes. There's no Princess Peach or Princess Toadstool. Uh, there's no Priscilla. Pauline. Pauline. The, the movie did a real mean trick on me and gave Mario Mario a love interest with like dark hair, and I thought for a second, oh, movie, well played. That must be Pauline. But no, she's Diane. Daniela. Because only Italians live in New York. <laughs> yeah, this movie posits that everybody in New York is at least 60% Italian. At least. Prove me wrong, New York. Uh, so they run into Samantha Mathis' uh, uh, Daisy. Uh, Daisy, and she is on a payphone uh, calling the university to get security for their dig site because the Scarpellis are trying to shut them down. And threaten to kill her. And threaten yeah, to totally threaten threaten murder. kill her. Yeah. Now, this like, I'm going to disappear, you lady. This movie is clearly at this point rocketing towards a bikini car wash scenario. Sure, yeah. Or, yeah. or like a, a rec center, a, a youth rec center break dancing. Sure. We got to raise enough battling. money to save the dinosaur bones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like they a- could have like a sky jump kind of thing. Oh, like a like a Power Rangers kind of thing. Yeah, like a drop zone kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. this is like a real crush. This movie's like one step away from being crush groove. I'm really upset that it's not. I'm really upset that halfway through the movie, like like the Goombas and the Mario's didn't like break out in a rap battle. I was really upset yeah. about that. It was very close. They weaponize music in at least two pivotal moments of this movie. That is true. We'll get there. So uh, the Mario's. And take Daisy, and they 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 realize that they're being chased by Fisher Stevens and a guy. <laughs> That's gonna be the name of my hit NBC sitcom, <laughs> Fisher Stevens and a guy. <laughs> He's formerly famous movie star, <laughs> Fisher <laughs> Stevens. He's a, a guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch. Hey, Fisher, we got an APB. We gotta look for the criminals. <laughs> Stop it. I'm working way too hard to prepare for a very low-budget B-movie that no one will remember. 
it's kind of been said after, especially after watching Hackers and now this. Fisher Stevens once again outshines the material <laughs> he has been given. I've got a bit of a Fisher Stevens theory. Sure. I believe he is afraid of his own failures, mm. so he purposefully chooses just the worst garbage trash movies he possibly can so that he can be the big fish in a little pond. Oh, well, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because he is always well out of the, uh, like, like, uh, out of the league of yeah. the rest of the players. Yeah. The, the rest of the movie, he is just. Far and away, uh, the man with a plan. Look <laughs> at <get> there. <laughs> Much like the movie, if I keep making noises, eventually it'll end. Yeah. Or some fungus will give you a bomb. Who knows? A b- hey. bomb. <laughs> Somewhere, someone on the internet, please get on this. There is a scene with a bomb. Bomb. Where everyone gets real spooked and scared and starts backing away and screaming, bomb, bomb. He's got a bomb, and it needs to hard cut to Scott Pilgrim at that point. Mm. <laughs> of just uh, Allison Pill. We are bomb. Yep. We're here to make you sad and make you cry and stuff. Yep. Guys, we should have watched St- uh, fucking, yeah, Steven Universe and Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Both of those things are fucking rad as hell. Oh, man. Uh, so like I'm- a big bowl of coherent thoughts right now. <laughs> <laughs> we should not have broken out the tall boys of Rolling Rock today. <laughs> so, uh, Fisher Stevens and a guy. A guy. Are Iggy and Spike, uh, who are, uh, if I remember correctly. in The, the Koopalings. S- yeah, they're the like, baby Koopas. Uh, who you fight in Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, they are fully grown up. They are, yes, Iggy and Spike technically are in Super Mario Brothers 3. I, you Where? know what? They're the ones that you beat in the airships. Yeah. At the oh. end of each level. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, okay. I don't, yeah, you know what? I think that's where they're from. I think I'm wrong. I don't think they're Koopalings. I think the yeah. Koopalings are totally different than yeah, Iggy I think, and Spike. Yeah, these are just like other Koopas. Yeah. They're like cousins. They're right. Koopa cousins. Koopa cousins. They say that in the movie. Anyways, they're chasing after her. They all run away in their van. Then Luigi, then they go on a double date yeah. with Mario and Daniela and Luigi. <laughs> to an Italian restaurant with right. a band and nothing but meatballs. Uh, Bob Hoskins is horrified by the amount of fresh Parmesan cheese that is put on the top of his <laughs> meatball. Right? He's clearly lactose intolerant. <laughs> this movie has... A profound interest in food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at one yeah, point, yeah. Iggy and Spike get hot dogs, and they Which throw they away the buns, the bread and, and they just eat the yeah, meat. Yeah, because the guy, a guy walks in and goes, <laughs> he says they're dog. They throw the buns away, and then they eat them. Um, Throughout then, the movie, there will be a cavalcade of people eating things. Yeah, but in, then when we go to their weird universe, they put lizards in hot dog buns. <laughs> yeah. So, like, why don't they eat the buns? Because they're on a low-carb diet to trim <laughs> some fat before prom. They're on keto, Patrick. <laughs> oh, that does make sense. It would be that they'd all be on paleo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, there's a bunch of, like... Chase and Luigi and Daisy go to like the they go to the construction site or the construction site because their date is going so well yes he says I want to walk you home later and she's like no let's go into this weird cave underneath my dig site but not before they both try to convince the other person to leave the date yes (laughs) yes they both have a mutual we're not worthy session it is bizarre and then they they go hang out in the sewer together and they go in the sewer and then god I miss the night and then 
uh, Scarpelli uh, gets his strikes his final blow against the students <laughs> yes! of NYU <laughs> by smashing some pipes. How do we know they're Scarpelli? Because the two saboteurs <laughs> run away wearing pristinely white Scarpelli <laughs> branded coveralls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they run off into the night. Luigi and Daisy run all the way back to Mario's apartment, get Mario, go all the way back to the dig site underground, fix it, stop the flooding. They're plumbers. They know what they're doing. Then Spike and Iggy show up, and then we go to another dimension. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. They grab her, and everybody jumps through a rock wall, and next thing you know, you're in Koopa, New York. Uh, I believe it's called Newt York. Thank you! Oh! Because it's got reptiles. Yeah. Exactly. As the movie will never <laughs> stop letting you know. Yeah. It's and unrelenting in its yeah, exposition. Yeah, we're in the dimension where humans evolved from dinosaurs, and so just like how in our dimension where humans evolved from primates, and so therefore... Primates? Yeah. Primates. Primates. Uh, hey, primates. It's hey. Me. Hey, Russell Crowe, I guess. Yeah. That's how it works. Doing a weird Irish thing. Oh, yeah, I'm glad, to, I'm, glad, I'm glad to know that we are all descended from USDA choice primates. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. That good Angus shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, much like, so in our world, you know how everything is like a monkey pun? Sure, yes, of course. Because we're deeply involved in our, uh, in our like, genetic roots. Yeah, and of course, I mean, every right. day I remind people on the street, hey, <laughs> we're monkeys. <laughs> I just do that by, like, jumping on the bus and throwing poop at everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same thing in a... I put a banana on a hot dog bun. What? Yeah, Actually, I would never do that because bananas are fucking gross. Damn. I mean, this guy's not a monkey at all. <laughs> Get him, he's a dinosaur. <laughs> So Mark yeah, in, from an egg. in fucking Dino Universe, people cannot wait to tell you that they are dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, no, and they. Well, that's the rule of Dino Universe: is you have to explain Dino Universe like every ten or eight minutes. Sure. Well, the other rule of Dino Universe is everyone wears clothes with spikes on them. Yes, and everyone has a weapon <laughs> all that's the true. time. Uh, so they look like guns, but they're all shock batons. There's shock batons. There's like weird caulk guns that also electrocute you. There's a weird like. You're right. There is a caulk gun. There's a very like you. elemental uh, component to all of their weapons that is either fire or lightning based. Yes. Sure. I mean the fireball guns. I get that's them. Real life, their real life version of the fireball, like Mario from Brothers the game. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, obviously, yeah. That's what this movie does. It takes all of the magical, fantastical things of the Mario game and tries to find plausible scientific explanations for them. Yep. Also known as dumb in the worst possible way. <laughs> what are you talking about? I I know for a fact that if you put a bullet bill inside of a pair of shoes, it helps you jump better. <laughs> That's absolutely true. That is science, I my mean, friend. I'm not that that part I'll give them. <laughs> Yep. P.S. Not only are there like bullet bills you can put in shoes, there's a whole store called Bullet Bills just on the main drag. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's a Thwomp Corporation yeah. as well. Uh, this is Blade Runner World. I don't know if we explained that to the listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah What's the leftover set? It's Dinotopia is Blade Runner. Yes, but covered in like weird, like, I mean, it's, they, they say it's fungus, 
but it looks more like the interior of the gross spaceship from Fighter in the Sky. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> timely <laughs> reference. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like, uh, have you ever seen the, another timely reference, have you ever seen the movie Society by Brian Usna about the uh, suburban families who are actually secretly in like a weird like cult and at the end they have this weird like KY and latex fucking orgy where they all turn to one big goo monster. Uh, it's like that, but in building form. Uh, <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime. Check it out. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a cross between alienation and eyes wide shut, apparently. Yeah. Ooh. Right? I like it. Let's all get drunk on some milk, you guys. <laughs> guys, I would love to see a version of Eyes Wide Shut starring Mandy Patinkin's George Francisco from Alien Nation. Jeez. <laughs> For Dalio, and then just drinks a fucking thing of like rotten milk. Yep. <laughs> and James Con the whole time was just like, "Can you believe these fucking aliens over here? <laughs> I gotta work with one." Hey, Stugas. <laughs> That's like all of Alienation, by the way. I yeah. saved you the trouble. <laughs> Speaking of James Con, uh, fucking Dennis Hopper is Koopa in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's right, Dennis Hopper. Coops. Director of the seminal, like probably the movie that began indie cinema, Easy Rider. Yeah. Like the quintessential countercultural film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you may also recognize him from fucking Blue Velvet. Yes. Mm. And now he is reduced to playing a gelled quaffed King Koopa in this film. Yeah. And uh, he is upset uh, about it. See? Aren't we all? <laughs> But here's the thing. So you may be thinking, Koopa, you mean Bowser, you know, big, dumb, spiky turtle guy from all them video games I like so gosh darn much. Nope. Nope. We are talking a man who walks with T-Rex arms, uh, who is afraid of germs, but like weirdly aroused by mud. Yeah, yes. well, he likes mud because it's clean and dirty at the same time. Ooh. Yeah, this movie uh, He goes, says that and then comes. You can right, see yeah. it on his face. Just a little bit. This movie goes out of its way to show you all of the deepest kinks and desires of all of its characters. Yeah, it's weirdly sex positive in that way. <laughs> it's also very horny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's super horny for a kid's movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the Mario... Whoever directed that's got a serious spike fetish. Crazy. <laughs> Spike so Mario, There's a lot of gimp costumes. Yeah, man. yeah. Mario and Luigi meet up with a, a guy named Toad, uh, who's played by Psycho Billy musician extraordinaire Mojo Nixon. I don't know what that means. I looked it up on Wikipedia earlier. Uh, it's the name of that helper monkey that Homer gets in that episode of The Simpsons. Oh, that's right. Hey, Mojo Pray Nixon. for Mojo. That's right. Uh, <laughs> now I'm all I'm going to think about is that for the rest of the night. Right, um, I'm definitely going to start a punk band and call it Pray for Mojo. Pray for Mojo was, uh, I think, our trivia name team for a while, if I yes, remember correctly. Yes. Uh, anyways, he uh, gets busted for busking without a license. Well, he's uh, singing. He's playing anti Koopa music. Yeah, he oh, is yeah. the Bob Dylan of Koopatopia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with his spiral right down, haircut. Yeah, right down to the spiral haircut. Yeah, don't you remember that time in the 80s after Bob Dylan found Jesus, he got the spiral haircut? Yeah, yeah so he started out folk, he went electric, uh, he cut a spiral into his head, <laughs> and then he had very deep feelings about political prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they are all taken uh, uh, by the police because they find out that the plumbers have the stone, except they don't have the stone. It's been stolen by Big Bertha. Uh, who is a lady who also wears spikes, but her spikes are red, so you know she's kick-ass. Right. 
Now, this police station, I think it bears mentioning, has a desk officer who comes fully equipped with a woman to dig her heels into his shoulder. Yes. Again, this movie leaves no fetish to your imagination. It is on board with showing you all of the sexual kinks. And here's where the movie finally, finally answers that age-old question... What is Mario and Luigi's full name? Well, it turns out it's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. And this small one line that I got out in three seconds turns into a two-minute fucking quote-unquote wordplay bit that could not have made me angrier. It's not a real who's on first situation. Yeah, it is a real who's on first without the wit or timing or style. it It is who's on first, who... Yes, who's on first? Y- yes, no, I'm sorry, we've had a misunderstanding. The player's name is who, and he is on first base. Oh, so who is on first? You were interpreting as an acknowledgement of the player on first. Yes, I see where the confusion had come in. You see, the player's name <laughs> is, in fact, who. This That's bit what it is. is actually a little bit funnier than what happens in the movie. <laughs> sure, but not quite as funny as the kids in the hall sketch that is that bit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Mario and Luigi are booked. They are. Uh, they have cameras shot at them. They have gun cameras. They have gun cameras. Everything in the dinosaur world is a gun. That's true. Yeah, Koopa no fetish has- untouched, man. <laughs> Koopa has a remote control that he uses, and it is straight up a gun. Yeah, no, they don't have mouses or mice for their computers. They have guns. Why would they? They evolved from dinosaurs. They don't know what a mouse is. Oh, right. The only point of reference they have yeah. are those small gun dinosaurs that we yeah, found. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, it should be pointed out that... They're shooting little dinosaurs. Uh, whereas in our world, where nobody knows about the dimensional... Rift. Split. Everyone over there knows. Everybody in Dino World Everyone knows it. Knows. It's yeah. clearly taught in like middle school. But everybody who's from our dimension that finds out about it is just like, oh yeah, reasonable. Sure, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I remember old media, right? Yeah, that makes sense. One time, uh, you know, my cousin, she's a nun. You know, she found the baby in an egg. Yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, hey, New York, huh? Hey. <laughs> like the the evening news must be just pr- supremely chill about all this. Yeah. Well, we meet Luigi while he's watching like the televised weekly world news, where they like introduce you to Bat Boy and right. The aliens are meeting with, Mr. with President Clinton. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the shitty version of um, uh, what was it? The show that uh, OG Spock did. Leonard Nimoy oh, in search of, yeah, yeah, which yeah. they're getting new G Spock to do now. Yeah, now they're, they're bringing, bringing it back. back with Zachary Quinto with new Spock. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna tell us about how the aliens made the pyramids, guys. Hey, as long as he does his own cover of the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins, I'm good. Done. I'm just, I'll just be happy if Dan Aykroyd gets some work out of it. Yeah, <laughs> every time. God, Dan Aykroyd, you are what I wish Alex Jones would be. <laughs> Just a crazy old man who sells vodka? Right. Exactly. Like a harmless man who just wants to tell us about the aliens. <laughs> and loves to co-opt blues music. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, Mario and Luigi are booked into their cell, which appears to be a bunch of those little dog kennel cages yes. just stacked on top of yeah, each other. It's, yeah, it's an ice compound. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they are illegal immigrants. Woo. That's true. They At one point, aliens. look, they're just enforcing the law, you know? What can they do? It's true. It's I, true. Yeah. It's not like they're just systematically picking and choosing what laws and who to apply them to. But they are. They're just applying them to apparently plumbers. 
Because there's a plumber alert that Koopa sounds. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. plumber By alert. By name. Because <laughs> we've had all those drills. Yeah, for when plumbers invade. That's like, the worst. Clearly thing. at some point, like, the Scarpelli Corporation showed up with, like, an invading force. They made yeah. first contact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. They, they were, were repelled. Off. Yeah. Uh, so Mario and Luigi escape somehow? Uh, they are taken to oh, see their right. lawyer. Who is Koopa. In Which, disguise, but not really. Yeah. He is, Koopa comes down pretending to be their lawyer with a fake name in disguise for their benefit to people who have no idea who Koopa is. Sure. Right. So there are two scenarios that is possible with these Mario brothers from Koopa's perspective. Either they're denizens of the dinosaur universe, in which case they very much know who Koopa is by sight. Because his pictures are plastered everywhere. Right. Everywhere. Or they're from another dimension and therefore have never heard of Koopa and have no point of reference or contextualization. Sure, except they have heard of Koopa, <laughs> they insult him to his face, Damn. then he gets mad and immediately starts trying to gouge out John Leguizamo's eyeballs. Yeah. With his thumbs. And then, yeah, uh, and then uh, Bob Hoskins pushes him off. The guard yells, don't treat Mr. Koopa like that. And it's like, well, the... So you just wanted to fool them for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. Don't so they are... They Koopa wants to know where this shard is, this little meteor rock, because... Again, if you add it to the original meteor, the two no, dimensions... No, We're not going to do this as many times as they did. The two dimensions... Podcasters, we, rewind! We haven't, we haven't mentioned how that the plan is to get the two dimensions to converge and become one again. Right, because in the dinosaur universe, Earth is just one big desert, except for the dinosaur city that is on the North Pole, according to that globe. I don't sure. know how that globe worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they want to combine the two universes together uh, with this little piece of rock. But only Daisy can do it because she is the princess. She is the daughter of the king. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll it's get weird. There. Let's keep going. Let's keep so going. So Mario and Luigi escape somehow. I don't remember no, how. No, no, they casually. So they turn uh, what's his name, Harmonica Jones, into. Toad. Oh, that's right. They take him to the Devo yeah, chamber, and then they turn him into a Goomba, and nobody whips it. And then yep. they are not men, despite no. the fact that there are other people around. Mario and Luigi just casually throw Koopa in the chair and throw him in the Devo chamber no. and run the fuck out. I want to take a second and talk about the Goombas in this movie. <laughs> So, so Toad, who, as we all know from the video game, is a small mushroom head man. Yeah, he's a royal retainer from the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, right? he's a mushroom head man. Well, there's a lot of contention about whether or not that's a hat. Okay. We'll get into that in a mini soon, I'm sure. <laughs> we won't. So, Minisode 50, what's the deal with Toad's hat? Too bad, John. It it's happened last week already. Oh, no. Rorschach, I did it 30 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> So Toad is put into the Devo chamber. He is not given the freedom of choice. He's put through the gates of steel, I guess. And he's not the girl you want. That's right. Head games. Devo songs. He's put in. Something about the way he moves really makes me want to get my goat. There's a method to his movements. So he uh, is turned into a Goomba, which That's right. Toad is turned. There's already a Toad character. And they turn him into a Goomba. Which in this universe, instead of being big heads, tiny feet, tiny head, big rest of body. Yeah. Also, not mushrooms, uh, weird lizard heads. It's like a mix of the, the Koopa Troopas and Goombas. You just yeah. played yourself, son. Goombas are chestnut monsters, not mushrooms. They're clearly mushrooms. I am going to punch you in the nose. 
nose. Patrick, what does a Goomba look like? It's a mushroom. Yeah. It is is a chestnut monster. It doesn't even look like a chestnut. Look it up, my friends. It's based on an ancient Japanese folklore about living chestnuts. Are they wearing mushroom hats? Well, there's a lot of contention that you won't let me go into. <laughs> nah, don't let him go into it, though. Okay. Teach the controversy, Mark. Nah, it's their heads. So it is, the Goombas are, uh, they all have the body of Kevin Nash. <laughs> yeah. With tiny pants. But they tiny clearly pants. did not get Kevin Nash-sized people to go in the costumes. Oh, because no. their arms exclusively bend at 90-degree angles. I'm not absolutely From their sure waist. that they're not, like, a suit on a broom handle with a lizard head on top. <laughs> but the, the they could not be happier to be who no, they yeah, are. They Especially are the Toad Goomba. He is the happiest, <laughs> de- goofiest looking dude yeah. in the world. And it brings me joy every time I see it. I loathe and, the design of this movie top to bottom. But good God, do I want like a sideshow Weta super detailed $500 toad as Goomba statue. <laughs> I love how all the Goombas talk like, hey, me, 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 me. <laughs> so great. It's real easy to get them to dance. Yeah, yeah you just shake them a little bit. Just, just shake them. They'll dance. So, yeah, Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario shove Koopa into a chair, into the Devo chamber. It goes onto his head for a second, and his eye goes, Regular lizard, regular, and that's it. All <laughs> happens to him. Meanwhile, Mario and Luigi escape. They steal a cop car. Ooh, that's two stars right out the gate. The cops are coming for you. Yeah. They start driving out. We uh, should take a minute to explain the cop cars in this movie. How they're electric cars with snow plows? So they're all the cars. cars. All the cars in Koopa, Newt, York, Topia, wherever. The, did yeah. they ever say what it's called? No. Like Dino Hatton, maybe? Oh, yeah, I guess. Dino Hatton. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care that much. But anyways, the entire town is run on a, yeah, a bumper car-like electric grid. Yeah, they've got the big poles that attach to that, like, mesh fence at the top of the yes. building. Yes, so and all the cars off. just shoot off sparks. Because like they're all, all traveling their, 80s music videos. Because all yeah. of their engines are on the outside of the car. All of their engines are on the outside, and everybody parks by just ramming into the other car. <laughs> yeah, it appears that none of the cars have brakes. Yeah. <laughs> they all all explode at a moment's notice. Definitely. Sure, almost like a John Woo movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any car that can explode will explode. Yeah. So there's a little car chase here. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, just the geography of this place is more convoluted than the Overlook Hotel. It seems to be comprised entirely of like, like really sharp turns and then very long straightaways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, flanked on either side by burning rubble. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> burning rubble and people wearing spikes. Yeah. Oh, and acoustic foam. Yes. Acoustic noise dampening foam. That's yeah. important. Yeah, it's it's almost like they took uh, Blade Runner and like a shitty Tim Burton movie and mm. just threw them in a blender together. Well, it's like the guy from, you said it was the guy from Blade Runner working Yeah, the guy from Blade Runner, the set designer from Blade Runner worked the set design for this movie. It's like he got drunk at a shitty like bar and wrote down a bunch of stuff on napkins and then just shoved him in the hands of Dennis Hopper and said, do some cocaine and explain to the directors what I want. <laughs> and walked away. And then Dennis Hopper just rolled that cocaine into the napkins and smoked them. <laughs> and whatever visions he got, he was like, that's what we'll make. <laughs> 
to think that this whole movie was like a producer's gambit where they were just trying, everybody was trying to get fired. Right. But because everybody was trying to get fired, nobody got fired. Uh, like the movie was finished out of spite, you right, mean? Right, exactly. Gotcha. It felt like it. Watching it. <laughs> I could feel that movie actively going, you idiot. So they wind up in the desert for reasons that I don't fully yeah. remember. They go into yeah. a tunnel. The tunnel's not built yet. The tunnel has a bunch of the fucking society fungi goo. And they bungee cord out of a hole and they end up in the Kupahari Desert. Meanwhile, Spike and Iggy can't catch them. They've once again lost the stone. They so barge Koopa, into Koopa and Koopa's like wife assistant. Yeah, taking like a mud jacuzzi, clearly doing some foot stuff with each other beneath the bubbles. Absolutely, right. yeah. Which is why he likes the mud. It's dirty and clean at the same time, right? Uh, because you cannot take the weird, creepy sexual energy out of Dennis Hopper, no matter how much you try. Nope. It's still lingering, even though he's been dead for a decade. Right? Uh, so... Boy, has it really been that long? Maybe? I don't know. Tons. <laughs> uh, it's been a while, though. Yeah, definitely like the pre-10-2000s. I feel like, yeah. yeah for sure. Um, mm. But I can still, like, clear as day, see him holding that nitrous oxide mask over his face. <laughs> Paps! Blue Ribbon! Heineken, fuck that shit! <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, God, we should just watch Blue Velvet, guys. I have so much to say about the scene where Dennis Hopper leers at the young man dressed like Elvis singing the blues song. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot to say about how Laura Dern has looked the exact same from like 1987 until now. Yeah, she <laughs> has stopped aging. Yeah, she always looked like even when she was like twenty years old, she, she always looked, looked thirty-five. Yeah, she always just looked like yeah, like thirty-five years old, like just right there in the center. Well, she was super young in uh, Jurassic Park. She's as like well. twenty-four yeah. in Jurassic Which Park. Which is nuts. She's yeah. so talented, you guys. And she, and like her care, like her character is like this paleobotanist, the best in her field, and you fucking buy it, Absolutely. even yeah. even though she's uh, basically barely out of her teens. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so anyways... Guys, what have we done with our lives? I know, right? Uh, so many more people who are look like they're more accomplished than we do. Yeah. <laughs> look considerably more like it. So, uh, uh, Spike and Iggy are put into the Devo chamber, but this time it's with reversed. With the flip of a switch, and they get turned into the Evo chamber. And, yeah. and they are turned into geniuses. Which, if you had the technology to do that, why wouldn't you have already used it? Also, let's go ahead and say I don't know about this technology, because these two idiots stay idiots. They just use slightly bigger words. Yeah, it's basically... They remain idiots, though. It's a, it it's, increases their capacity for knowledge, but it does not educate them in any <laughs> sure. way. It's basically like that episode of It's Always Sunny, The Flowers for Charlie. <laughs> Them dumb science bitches couldn't make their friend more smarter. <laughs> so they they get into this. Spike and Nikki have the car they're driving around in the desert. It's just a wedge. It's a, yeah, it's a, tr- it's a mesh yeah. a mesh wedge with I think a wheel. It's a door stopper. With like tank tread tires? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they chase down Mario and Luigi. Uh, and eventually they end up in some quicksand yeah and they eventually form like sort of a, a uh, it's a little like truce pack yeah, a little detente if yeah. you will uh, and they're like look you get us to the meteor rock I'll get you to Daisy we'll call the thing squaresies 
So they hijack a garbage truck <laughs> like you do. Steal a garbage truck. Head Again, back. all of the sanitation workers are in full gimp gear. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. They all look like they uh, they work for Zed. Yep, Zed's dead, baby. Characters Zed's from the game dead. Borderlands. <laughs> <laughs> so the music in this whole sequence would lead you to believe that it is very whimsical and wacky. It is neither of those. It is a static shot of a dump truck driving up a hill for a very long time. But that dump truck does have sparks inexplicably shooting <laughs> off the top of it. And it has the little electric connector lines coming out, even though there is no mesh for it to connect to in the and, desert. Which makes a lot of sense, even because when they steal the cop car and they go in the tunnel and says, you've left the power grid. Powering down. How are the garbage trucks working out there? No idea. Man, fuck this movie. Turns out it's bullshit. (laughs) This whole time I've been going to bat for it, and now, (laughs) forget it, my heart's broken. So it cuts to a scene of, like, all children's media that was made in the 1990s. Dennis Hopper almost sexually assaults our main female character. Yeah. I mean, that's why you hired Dennis Hopper. (laughs) I feel like you hired Dennis Hopper because you don't know who Dennis Hopper is. No. You, no, you no, no. have heard no, no, that no. name Listen, before. Listen, you've got a part where somebody almost sexually assaults somebody. That's Dennis Hopper. If you have a part where somebody does sexually assault somebody, you call Gary Busey. <laughs> it's easy peasy. All right, you need, right, a, guys, you need guys, a blonde guys. guy who's nasty. No, no, no. You hire Dennis Hopper because he's got the best lewds. That's why you hire him. <laughs> All right. They stop making him. He's got a stockpile. Exactly. Uh, that's fair. He's got the good shit. He's you got do- that Wolf of, Wolf of Wall Street shit. <laughs> so, yeah, he's talking to Daisy about how, hey, you're a dinosaur, so we should make out. And yeah. also, and once again... And then he shows again, Gene Simmons dinosaur tongue. And also, once again, we need that meteorite piece to put into the meteor that split our two dimensions My in God, half you son of a bitch. Put them together. <laughs> so uh. she rebuffs him? Well, Yoshi shows up for reasons. That's right. Yoshi's there the whole time. Yeah, and he looks like a rejected prop from Roger Corman's Carnosaur. Yeah. And he's chained to, like, a desk or something. He's chained to the idea of Captain (laughs) (laughs) Because, as we will learn, this in no way inhibits him from being anywhere he has to be. The The chain's got about... 4,000 feet of give. Uh, so he, uh, Toad, escorts them both to Daisy's private chambers at the top of the Twin Towers. Yes, the Koopa Twin, yeah, yeah, Koopaverse. Yeah. Again, kind of weird that dinosaurs would have the same idea. Yeah, it, it is, uh, I guess the Koopa Town is meant to be, like, their version of New York. Yeah, right. Um... But it's different because it's all broken. I mean, I guess because dinosaurs they... don't take care of their shit, apparently. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, they're always throwing their Ninja Turtles everywhere. They're stepping on I their mean, figures. to be fair. They, they don't clean up their Lego and their dad steps on it when he's trying to get out for the morning. They are in a constant war against what appears to be an unstoppable fungus that grows everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, at a certain point, you just got to throw your flaming Hot Cheetos on the ground, man. And apparently... Wave after wave of incurring plumbers. <laughs> right, right. Every single one of them coming in, throwing pipe wrenches. So uh, Mario and Luigi make it back into town, and they gotta get the little meteorite piece from Big Bertha. So they get some new duds, and they show up right. at the at Lizard the Lounge. No, they get specifically Spike's ex-wife 
ex-wife had these like bright neon suits. Yes. Yeah. And they go Which to is the fucking dope. Yeah, they're pretty great. Suits. <laughs> they're pretty great. Suits. They go to the lizard lounge. Is that what it's called? They go to the lizard lounge dressed like fucking Jim Carrey from The Mask. Yes. yes. And Jim Carrey from The Mask if he wore a red suit instead of a yellow suit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Uh, and when they get there, the Divinals are playing <laughs> Roxy Music's Love is the Drug. Yeah. This is where the movie gives up any pretense of being for children. No. Yeah. Because the lizard there lounge. Are, there's there's uh, fucking knee-high socks and garters as far as the eye. Oh, I can yeah. see. Chicks it's, dancing in just corsets. Yeah, it is populated entirely by strippers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Woo! Uh, and then the music changes a little bit, and it turns into a slow song that I could have swore was a PM Dong song. <laughs> <laughs> like, for a second, I thought it was like, what was it, Set Adrift on Memory Bliss? But it's not. It's by some other band. Yeah, Mario's dancing with Big Bertha to try to find yeah. an opportunity to get the rock back that well, she's wearing. Because like, it waltzes as, as, right out of it. As Mario says, no woman can resist the charm of a Mario. I mean, that's true. And when he comes on to her, she punches his face. Yep. Then he I comes mean, back and he's like can you hit me again and she says dance with me and I'll hit you all you want <laughs> yeah man he knew she was a dumb uh, and then George Clinton and the Goombas that is how they are credited <laughs> appear to do their version of the was not was seminal hit walk of the dinosaurs yeah uh, and this is where the movie went from good to great. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Great. Anytime George Clinton shows up. Because Anytime Walk the Dinosaurs shows up. <laughs> Do they have an entire choreographed dance to go along with this? You bet your bottom dollar they do. And oh, yeah. what's really weird is it's not the dinosaur dance. No. It's not the dance from Walk the Dinosaur. No, they it is not. One. They do like a weird like head shaky from Jacob's Ladder kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. They do a lot of weird head shaky things in yeah. this movie. Yeah, the dinosaur yeah. people are twitchy as shit. Yeah. Well, it's like, I think that's meant to imply that some of them are like rattlesnakes or, or something. something. Yeah, you know, the way rattleshakes shake their head all the time. Maybe they evolved and now their head is their tail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mother Nature, you mad scientist. So uh, they finally get the shard from, or they try to get the shard from Bertha, but it gets taken by red hair Cooper wife assistant uh, and she's like now I'm gonna open the meteor and make our world and their world combine into one world and I guess it's like the fucking Triforce from Legend of Zelda where whoever puts it together gets the wish yes because they all seem convinced like oh I put this rock in this other rock and then I rule both universes yes absolutely yeah 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 it's like when you put it in you get like a crown or something like Dennis that. Dennis Hopper at least understands he has to make the princess do it because when wife assistant does it, she gets electrified. Yeah, she turns into the Lisa's angel from that Simpsons yeah. episode. Yeah, she smashed into a wall. Is definitely bleached bones and uh, nothing else. So they, there's a little bit of a chase. Mario and uh, Luigi. Big Bertha is 100% on the Mario Bros side. And yes. Oh, yeah. up with some sweet jumpy boots. Yes. Uh, which are, incidentally, the same boots that are magnetic for the prison and face-off. Yep. True. Uh, they put a little charges in there and they will to, like, hop and jump around. They put bullet bills in there. Yes. Yeah. That's the CO2 cartridges or yeah. explosions they... or... I, I can't remember how, but they somehow end up in, like, the bottom level of the fucking uh, diehard building that 
feels like the rest of the movie is going to be them infiltrating this castle. Sure, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like ten minutes. Yeah, and there's that. and there's no spinning fire wands. No, there's there's a lot of girders at the base of it, which again made me think like. Are they trying to do a Donkey Kong reference? But no, because all the girders are covered with fungus, and they do a lot of, like, bouncy castle stuff on it. Yes, yeah, the the fungus... Seems to be sentient. It's at this point I should mention that we find out that the fungus is actually the former king of Dino New York Topia Hatton Brooklyn place, uh, and he is now a sack with a other ball sack that yeah. distends. Yeah, that from protrudes. It. Yeah. yeah, you described it as uh, Quentin Tarantino's genitalia that fall off in the fucking death proof in movie. Planet Terror. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, his melty nutsack, I believe, was the real words I used. <laughs> uh, God damn it, John, you better quote me correctly. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was too busy ignoring this fucking movie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, the Princess Daisy is introduced to her father by Spike and Iggy, who, after failing again, are being taken by Goombas to be de-evolved, but then they decide to use their superior intellect to escape. It's a whole big thing. I don't really remember what happens at this point. They, like, they get... They're being, like, taken prisoner out by a couple of Goombas, and Princess Daisy, like, rounds a corner and sees them. That's right. And then Toad, who's, like, a good Goomba, is like, nah, I'm gonna rescue you, and gets lit on fire. He takes the fireball shots. Toad brings her... Raw meat for dinner, and she asks for steamed vegetables. He goes, uh-huh. and he comes back with her steamed vegetables. She runs away in fear from him. Yeah, uh, and then he is summarily set on fire. And then she goes back to put him out with the help of uh, Spike and Spike, Iggy. Yeah, with the help of Fisher Stevens and a guy. And then they they all run run away. Yes, uh, but Mario and so Daisy and Luigi go off. To escape uh, and get out of there to they get all the stone up, back, but yeah. Mario goes to get Danielle. Well, Mario's got to get the harem. Yeah, they yes. all end up in that weird fungus throne room, and Daisy's like, "Oh man, this Mario, is r- r- this is my dad." And John Leguizamo, very charming, says, "Sir, it's a pleasure and an honor." That's right. Yeah, he does. You know, he's totally unfazed by meeting this woman's dad on their first date. He's a good. He's a good he's potential boyfriend. Thing. Yeah, no, exactly. Good stuff. Uh, and then Daisy says something like, oh, what about... Daniela. Daniela. And Mario says, oh, that's right, we had WrestleMania tickets tonight. And she's like, no, you dumb-dumb, she's on level 47. Yes, so he has to go up to level whatever Yeah. Uh, to save Daniela and the other... Uh, Daniela and the crew. Yeah. Right, and he gets all of them, opens up a pipe, and they all get in a mattress slide. <laughs> Yeah, to get all the way back down the stage. And then Joe Satriani does some fucking shred metal. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of Goombas grab a fucking, like, metal garbage can lid and scoot out after him. Right. Uh, then Mario gets the bright idea to stop them by taking his wrench and putting it into a hole that he spotted moving at high speeds. Yeah. You say moving at high speeds, they're going very slow. It True. is not the fastest Master's he sticks his He sticks his wrench in there, the Goombas hit it, and basically explode. Yeah. yeah. The three Goombas turn into two Goombas <laughs> riding each other down the <laughs> One Goomba's riding the other, yeah, that's important. Uh, but they fly out magic carpet style off of the fucking weird ice sled into the middle of Dino Hatton. Yeah. 
Uh, and then is this when Koopa's there? With yeah, the, Koopa gets yeah, the flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. So now Koopa's got the flamethrower. Luigi's got two of the Devo guns. And no, he's not yet. On the flying boat. Not yet. That's when they come back. Right now, he just has the flamethrower, and Mario has to face him mano e dinosaur. Right. That's right. That's right. Because uh, basically, Luigi is gonna get the girls somewhere safe. Big Bertha gives them a couple of more, like, jumpy boot things that they use once. Yeah, yeah, because they're next to the store, and they get a bunch of them from the store. John Leguizamo has taught the Goombas how to dance, so Toad plays the harmonica, and all of the Goombas just start dancing instead of fighting. Yeah, the harmonica, that sounds like four accordions playing at the same yeah, time. That's yeah, just yeah. what a harmonica sounds like when a Goomba plays it, John, right? that is not true. John, I'm... You know what? I don't... <laughs> oh man, we're about to have science right here on the podcast, guys. Whole live science. I mean, I don't know how much stock I'm going to put in the opinion of someone no, who John, thinks no, that. No, 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 no. Okay, all right. Okay, this is what a harmonica sounds like, John. Okay. Now listen, if you recorded like 8,000 of those and layered them on top of each other, you'd have what we heard. Okay, here's how a Goomba plays it. <laughs> because it's nowhere near their fucking mouth, John. I just want to say, for the sake of the listeners, that Mark was moving the harmonica that you could not hear when he was. Yeah, John, it. that's how you play other notes. <laughs> you move up and down, and if you breathe in, it plays different notes. I don't know. Or how you it just works. do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry that I upset Blues Traveler over here. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by, John Popper. <laughs> Star of Blues Brothers 2000. Ooh. And Kingpin. Ooh. Uh, uh, so so it, it basically boils down to like the fucking fight between it's going to be uh, Koopa versus Mario. The fight you've been looking forward to the whole movie. And they're in a giant suspended like... The, no, not yet. Right now, they're still on that weird mesh bridge. Right, because he shoots the boot. That's at right. Him. Right, this is where Mario takes out the bomb. Oh and he, yeah, it's like a wind-up toy, and he twists it, and it immediately falls off the bridge. Yeah, right. All the way down, all the weird mucus mushrooms to the street level, where it just keeps going. It right. just walks forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they jump into the cauldron-y thing? Sure, they jump into one of those, you know, one of those city cauldrons. One of those cauldrons that are in every city that's just got rocks in them. It yeah. looks like a big version of that thing that priests swing around with the incense in them. Sure. Like the incense flail that they're just like <laughs> hammering you over the face with like myrrh and shit. Buddy, it's to get rid of the spooky ghosts. Is it? I don't know. I think it is, actually. It is. It's the scarewelling, right? Goats. Oh, okay. Cool. Is it, what is in there? Out. Is it myrrh or frankincense or something like that? Yeah, there's some frankensteins in there. <laughs> yeah. A there's some oh, uh, John, uh, I gotta remind you, they are Frankenstein's monsters. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so Mario is now hung on the side of this giant cauld city cauldron. He does a weird double bluff where he takes off his shoelaces and pretends that he has the rock? Yes. Even though Koopa already believes that he has the rock? Correct. Yes. Uh, then they... Is this when they fucking dissolve Thanos-style into no, New York? No, because they fight a little bit up into the thing, and then they jump out? They dissolve out? <laughs> they get out somehow. Oh, that's right. This is when Luigi jumps in with his two Devo guns. Yeah. He's caught up, he's and he's back. like, ha, ha, ha. And then they're like, all right, the this the, all the girls run through the wall. And all the girls go back, and then... 
Yeah, no, Luigi's uh, last the, yeah, the 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 fuck? We just watched this movie. Yeah, last no, 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 this is this is when uh, no, no, my still... assistant puts the gem yeah. into and the meteor. She opens the thing, and the girls go back, and then uh, and then they dissolve and they go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. after the girls go back, that's when they go back. Yes. Yeah, so right. Mario and and Koopa somehow get out of the cauldron. I don't remember yeah. how. And they 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 dissolve out of the dinosaur world and into the weird and into Manhattan. Yes, they yeah. dust Brooklyn. away as if they have been whisked off by the soul stone right, uh, right I'll make sure I put a spoiler alert for Infinity War at the top of this when that movie's been out for months they promptly then turn Mr. Scalapini into a monkey Scarpelli that's true now who's racist Patrick <laughs> yeah Koopa uses his hand mounted Devo gun which is a Super Nintendo Super Scope yes the yes. most useless of all video game peripherals all right. well I don't know about that oh the rock and roller was pretty useless yes. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is the uh, the Konami U-Force was also pretty shit. Yeah. Which one was that? That was the one where it had like IR beams and you would break the beams in order to like press buttons. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It was supposed to be like you know like like fucking holodeck technology. Yeah it was like little like Tinker Toy sticks you put on your TV. Yeah. I had that. It was absolutely useless. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. uh, so anyways yeah. So the power glove was at least cool when you wanted to make pretend like you were a Robocop. Yes absolutely. <laughs> I had a power glove. Well, I, had I had a power glove too that I got like as a kid this was after everyone found out the power glove was bullshit I cannot remember how I got I think I like traded from something with a friend who didn't want it anymore it never got plugged into the Nintendo it only rested on my hand when I was like a cool cyborg guy yeah I got mine at the height of power glove like maybe come in the like briefcase it did, because nice. uh, you know the wizard had come out and the power uh-huh. glove was a big deal. I played with the power glove a couple times because there was a game that came with it. Yeah, it was, it was like the a ball. Yeah, it was the like a ball, ball game. and you're supposed to be able to like catch it and throw it. Uh, it never worked properly. No. Right. What I would generally do, just so I was using the power glove, so I wouldn't get yelled at by my mom for being like, I spent all this money on this <laughs> power glove, and you don't use it. I mean, it was like a couple hundred bucks for that. I would fun. plug yeah. it in, just lay it on my lap, and, and use, use it as controller. a controller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, use it for play outside. Oh, yeah. Eventually, down the line, I eventually, like once Genesis come out and I couldn't use it, I sold it at a garage sale for 15 bucks. Uh, much to now my chagrin because I'm sure it's worth so much more. It's really not. Oh, really? Okay, good. Good. Good to know. The market is flooded with power gloves. Oh, fantastic. Do not pay more than $25 for your shitty power glove. I I, I mean, I might pay $25 to get a power glove again, though. Right? Just to play with it. Exactly. (laughs) Like, maybe spend a little bit more if it comes in the case, but, like, you're not going to find it in the case. Good point. Uh, So, yeah, Mario... or So, Koopa turns Scarpelli... Into a monkey in and a suit. And then points and says, monkey. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's surrounded by by human people. There are... Tons uh, of cops. Yeah, there's tons of cops. Other members of the Scarpelli company press. Yeah. Random <laughs> Students of NYU. By. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, you live... You either die a hero or you live long enough to get turned into a monkey by an interdimensional dinosaur. Everybody sees these human beings dust into our world, (laughs) shoot a guy, turn him into a monkey, (laughs) to the point that one of the Scarpelli guys just picks up the monkey in his arms and goes... Boss, is that you? <laughs> right? And then they dust back out. Yeah, and then they go back to Mario. And uh, before they go, for some reason, Mario, after. Because what happens is uh, uh, Koopa tries to shoot the Devo Ray at Mario, but Mario trusts the fungus and holds a tiny mushroom up 
at exactly where the beam of the TiVo ray is, and it just makes the mushroom bigger? Yeah. Or something? And then when Mario dusts away, he grows two feet taller for yeah. some reason? Yeah. Uh, and then they show because back up. Because he learned up. about the power of generosity. Oh, I, I thought it just ate a mushroom, and that's what made him big. It embiggens even the smallest man. That's very true. Mm. Thank you, David X. Cohen, for coining such amazing words on your tenure on The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Bill Oakley? Is that a guy named? I mean, that is someone's yeah, name. Bill yeah, Bill Oakley is on uh, Doughboys this week. Nice. Yeah. Oh my god, his uh, grocery store reviews are amazing. Oh, I'm have to look that up. They are goddamn hilarious. Good to know. Nice. Uh, so anyways, listen to Doughboys, I guess, this week. I mean, that's probably why he's on Doughboys. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, they go back to Dinotopia, Brooklyn, New Having Manhattan. absolutely no effect on anything when they went into our world and made a monkey out yeah. of a man. Well, some of the building, yeah, and but and some of the buildings started to turn into dino buildings, but that's it. Right. right. This movie is almost entirely constructed of plot cul-de-sacs. Yeah. Correct. Uh, so they go back, they shoot Koopa with the Devo Ray, turn him into a T-Rex man, then a T-Rex, then a very cartoonish T-Rex, then, then like a Barney, and yeah, then... <laughs> then somebody says, I don't know, and turns him into a bucket of green Nickelodeon yeah, slime. Yeah, turns him yep. slime. Uh, everybody hoots and hollers and cheers, uh, and Mario and Luigi are now heroes, and they go back home. Uh, the tearful goodbye between Daisy and Luigi. No. She's gonna stay, yeah. and and with her father, who has just been turned back from slime into and- Lance Henriksen. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Lance Henriksen to say exactly one line falls out of a weird mucusy nostril and says one line, and his one line is, "I'm back." God, I love those plumbers. And then <laughs> dusts himself off, right. and he comes back. Like not only when he re-evolves, he's apparently his clothes devolved yeah, too. His clothes yeah, because back when on. he comes back, he's wearing like a three-piece kingly tuxedo. Yeah, he's got like the lion fur on the back, and then he snorts cocaine from Wilmington, North Carolina, <laughs> all the way back to his home on the West Coast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it dissolves back onto the meteor point where they have. Where the when they add rock the rock ball. back to the meteor, the two dimensions oh can come back together. Okay. Now, if you if you thought that was over-explaining, uh, Daisy says to Luigi, "Luigi, I'm not going." And he says, "But why?" And they have a series of tender looks and a little smooch, over which Bob Hoskins is narrating. Because she knows that she's got to stay here and she can't come with us because she just has to stay here and help them rebuild this society. But I don't know why I'm telling you this. I should really mind my own business. Jumping through a rock now. <laughs> Goodbye. And then he does. Yeah, they go back home uh, where they are uh, featured on the local news. They are hailed as heroes. Super Mario Because the press has picked up that they have stopped an interdimensional incursion from dino people. Yeah, it makes a good human interest story. Yeah, it's one of those puff pieces you put at the end. Uh, So they're making some cannolis. Yeah, they're they're leaving guns and making cannolis yeah. as the Godfather taught us all to do. Right. Uh, when who should come through the door but Princess Daisy. Peach, Princess Daisy, my friend, in Pauline, like, 
And no, like, it's still Princess Daisy. Tattered road warrior clothes? Yeah, well, sort of. Clothes have gotten fucked up, but she's still holding the flamethrower, like and she's like covered in guns, and she's got like a bandolier of spare guns. Yeah, yeah, of bullet bills. Yeah, yeah. And she says, "You guys got to come with me. You're not gonna believe this." And Mario says, "I believe." I've been on a character arc. Now I believe. Credits. <laughs> thank God. But don't thank God just yet. Cut no. to end of credits. Bonus scene. Where two uh, Japanese video game executives are... Ex- Neither of which are... It's. I was paying close attention. They are not Shigeru Miyamoto, creator and lead designer of Super Mario. They are not Hiroshi Yamauchi, who would have been in charge of Nintendo at the time. They are not... Uh, Gumpei Yokoi, who was the designer of the Game Boy and head of R&D 1 at the time. They are not even Satoru Iwata, who, yes, I know, didn't take over the company at this point, but was definitely working with them through HAL Laboratories as one of their first-party partners, making a little game you may know as Earthbound. It's just two actors. It's just, just two, two guys. Two yeah. nobody dum-dums. And they're pitching a, a, a video game that will star two guys and their crazy adventures. And it turns out, who is it? But Spike and Iggy. And the game's going to be called Koopa Cousins. The Super Koopa Cousins. Yeah. And that, my friends, is the rest of the story. And we'll be right back with bullet points. Pew, pew, pew. And we are back with our very first bullet point. Body count. Body counts. John, what do you think the body count of Super Mario Brothers is? <laughs> Three. Patrick? Damn. Uh, ooh, three's a really good... I'm going to go with four, just in case you're wrong. But I'm pretty sure three's right. Ooh. Alright, well, once again, going by Price's Right rules, whoever is closest without going over wins. Patrick, you're the winner. Whoa! Whoa. The body count is eight. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Alright, wait a minute. There's girl in the beginning, a uh-huh. uh, lady who is currently in British Parliament, and Koopa. Uh, Koopa dies. There is a skeleton that's just riding the front of a fucking oh, car. Oh, right. Who's yeah. electrocuted. Uh, and then there's a couple other guys who die. I can't remember. Maybe Goomba. I'm sure some of the cops die when they, like, explode out of the prison. Yeah, yeah exactly. So eight true. is the yeah, body okay. count. Okay. Yeah, sorry, guys. Crazy. Uh, still real low. Yeah. Does yeah. not bode well for is this an action movie. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to our next bullet point. <laughs> Best kill! <laughs> Best kill! Kill. I'm gonna go with the uh, secretary wife assistant lady who gets completely <laughs> turned into bones and slammed against a wall. And then is immediately the subject of a pun by John Leguizamo. Right? <laughs> yeah. What does he say? Like, ah, uh, she could really light up the room or something like that. No, something like that. it's, uh, she's it? really walled off. She. It's not as clever as what you said. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's going to kill me, but I can't bring myself to watch that movie no, again. No, we're not doing Nor that for you. at least then again, 30 years. I should mention I own this movie. <laughs> it was purchased for $5 from Target for the Bad Movie Drinking Club I used to be in. Perfect. Nice. Uh, Wait a minute, that's not what we're in now? 
Well, this is like the evolved version of that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, they threw uh, his drinking club into the fucking Devo machine. They flipped the switch <laughs> to make better. <laughs> well, the drinking club was we would all get around and watch bad movies, and we set drinking game rules for them. But the club died when we watched Battlefield Earth, and one of the <laughs> and one of the somebody got alcohol poisoning. One of the drinking club rules was drink every time there's a Dutch angle. We only got 20 minutes into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Before we had to shut it off and put on Spider-Man 3, which everyone promptly fell asleep to. <laughs> Fair enough. John, best kill. Uh, I'm going to say that skeleton that was on top of that hood of the car. Yep, that's probably that's the best. Good. Uh, Mark, best kill. I guess the lady at the beginning who super shredders her way out of our world. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to take us to our next bullet point. Now, since most of this movie takes place in a world not our own, and thus War crimes uh, don't count. We're forced to come up with yet another replacement bullet point. So here it is. Best Prince song. Favorite Prince song. John, best Prince song. God, that is a tall order, my friend. Uh, The entirety of Purple Rain? Oh, Like the whole album? Acceptable. Like top to bottom, that is a solid fucking record. Um, I Would Die For You is probably my favorite track on that. That's a good one. Great song. Patrick. That's a great song, and uh, that weird, they like totally ripped it off for the first Metal Gear Solid theme song. Oh. Which is really cool. If you listen to them back to back, that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun is like... Ah, almost like note there. for note oh, from that print song, which is why they can't <laughs> use it anymore. <laughs> uh, Patrick, best print song. Uh, I go with Little Red Corvette. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, solid. That's a solid one. Red yeah. Corvette. Yeah, solid. Not like the deepest print song. But no, it's a good summer song. Yeah, yeah it's solid. Mark, best print song. Uh, I'm, I am going to go for a uh, slightly deeper cut. Uh, it is from the Purple Rain uh, soundtrack, but it's not one of the hits. It's Computer Blue. Oh, I do <laughs> love Computer Blue. So if you the were... music video for that is fucking nuts. So in the movie in Purple Rain, where the way the song is introduced is Prince Prince's character, the kid, rummages through his dad's like written music collection and pulls out this piece that he had written and starts playing this jazzy kind of bluesy sad lament. Uh, that morphs into Computer Blue. That begins with, is the water warm enough yet, Lisa? Is the water warm <laughs> enough yet? Yes, Lisa. Shall we begin? Yes, Lisa. <laughs> and then, like, it consists of one verse, one chorus, and two minutes of guitar solo and orgasm sounds. And it's <laughs> fucking rad. <laughs> yeah. It is the most sexual song on an album that also contains uh, Darling Nikki. Yeah! It's <laughs> <That's> real weird. <laughs> uh, and then for an honorable mention, I would just like to do uh, Prince's uh, I Feel For You. Uh, fantastic song for one of his early albums. That's and good. well, And amazingly covered by Shaka Khan. True. So uh, sorry, something yeah. to keep an eye yeah, on. He worked real closely with Shaka Khan. For early on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. incidentally, uh, very recently... Um, oh God, her name is escaping me right now. She was in Hidden Figures. She's a singer. Uh, oh, uh, 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 Janelle Monae. Yeah. yeah. God, I can't believe I forgot. Janelle Monae's album. She was actually working with Prince before oh, he died. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was working with him and um on one a, a couple of the songs like definitely bear his imprint. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's fantastic by yeah. the way. So you should definitely look at that. Uh, so moving on uh to our next bullet point, our final bullet point. 
Is this an action movie? <laughs> is this an action movie? Oof. Patrick, is this an action movie? It has, like, the things you would expect from an action movie. Does it, though? There's I mean, a car chase. And, there's like, a lot of fireball fire. There's guns. so much fire. <laughs> but the answer is no. Yeah. Yeah. John, is this an action movie? No. Not, not, no. 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 I was going to say it's closer to adventure, but it's not. Not that either. It's it's amazing. The more you, like, research what this movie went through to get made, the more traces of the nine other incarnations of this movie you see in the final product. Like, again, like, they're scaling the tower to beat the final boss, like, halfway through the movie. Bears a lot of resemblance to, at one point, the draft was, like, very pop culture-y and had a diehard reference. So, like, that diehard reference probably happened when they're climbing up the tower. So they right, like, right. they kept the tower scene from that draft. Right. And, like, you just, you see, it's, like, nine or ten different movies that nobody super wanted to make. <laughs> and it's the reason, it's failure is the reason why we'll never get a Zelda movie. Oh, right. that's such a shame. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, you already have a perfectly good Zelda movie. It's called Legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't recall Link wearing such short shorts. <laughs> yeah, well, because Link is the girl, Mark. No, that's not how this works. Yeah, Zelda's the boy because it's the Legend of Zelda. No. No. Yes. Ah, uh, John, I, I can only respond like this. Excuse me, princess. Yeah, the cartoon had a mistranslation where they <laughs> gave the names to the... A similar thing happened in uh, USA Super Mario Brothers 2 where in the in- ending credits... They credit Birdo as Ostro and vice versa because they goofed up the names and mixed them around. So the same thing happened in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show Zelda cartoon. They goofed up the names for Link and Zelda. Link's a boy. Yeah. Why would it be called The Legend of Zelda if you don't play as Zelda, you dum-dums? You do in Wands and Gamelon, I think. No, you don't. You do it in Legend of Zelda, just Legend of Zelda for The Legend of Zelda. All right, moving on. Hey, Mark, thanks, we, should, we should not have had tall boys at this <laughs> It's a good one. <laughs> Mark, is this an action movie? No, I don't think so. Uh, Ooh, and good, my, good call. Yeah, and my, my bar is usually pretty low <laughs> to name things an action movie. And there is so much fire in this movie. Yeah, there's a it's ton. It's just everywhere. And there's a big shitty car chase. Yeah, uh, there's sparks and sparks and some jumping. There's but, a lot of flamethrowers. Yeah, but I just can't call this an action movie. If I had to call it anything, I'd probably call it a shark. I think that's probably what I'd call <laughs> it's it. It's a really good club scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's That's one, it. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yep. Yeah. yeah, if this uh, were like the opening to like a CSI, I'd be so down. Right? <laughs> uh, so that's going to take us to final reviews of Super Mario Brothers. John. Oh, boy. Uh, this movie is the virtual boy of movies. Wow. Ooh. It does cause headaches. Yes. <laughs> it causes headaches. It is not recommended to look directly at it for too long. It's very disorienting at times. It's incredibly hard to find, and when you do find it, damned if it works. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Patrick, final review, Super Mario Brothers. This movie lacked an essential element of any live-action Mario, and that's Captain Lou Albano. 
And for that, I can't forgive it. That's I'm true. Captain Lou, and I'm telling it to you. <laughs> I love that you're Captain Lou and your Macho Man are not that different. I mean, here's the thing. Captain Lou and Macho, Macho Man were not, not that, that different. different. What are yeah, you talking about? Captain Lou wore that bitchin' Jimmy Buffett-style Hawaiian shirt <laughs> all uh, the time. Uh, and also had rubber bands in his ears, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like the Blackbeard of Mario's. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. Uh, go online and research uh, the Heroes of Wrestling, I think it's called. The wrestling promotion that Lou Albano, like, took over in the middle of it happening. And it is a total shit show. <laughs> Jake the Snake is top card on it, and he is drunk out of his fucking mind the whole time. As I would expect by an Albano piece. <laughs> <laughs> just like Bowie when he went on to Soul Train. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was just so nervous to be in front of Don Cornelius. Uh, Mark, final reviews of Super Mario Brothers. Uh, I think I'd probably have to say it's... <sighs> Again, he picked up the harmonica and is blowing air at it for your benefit, listener. Uh, That's what it is. That's what it is. So, for Body Counts and Beer, I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I am still somehow John Rooney. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) Are you trying to get some ASCAP residuals out of this podcast? Yeah, but please? Can I, mean, I get can you make money off a podcast? I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> some have tried, few have succeeded. Mm, okay, good to know. Nice. Gimme money? Does that work? Yeah. I think we need a uh, a, a, a patron? Ooh, maybe a Patreon. No. Okay. That's weird. Yeah, we that's need to find like weird. a rich recluse who doesn't want to have money anymore. Great. So if you are a rich recluse and you don't want to have your money anymore, just send all of your money yeah. to Kara Body Count. Or a three by five card. <laughs> Thank you. If you're if you're in a real trading spaces situation and you need to spend a certain amount of money by a certain amount of time, yeah. give that's, us your money. That's Brewster's millions. I'm it is Brewster's sure Millions. It's now, Trading, trading spaces, spaces is when Dan Aykroyd and Eddie uh, Murphy team up to screw those two old guys. No, Trading no. Spaces is the TLC show where you trade houses with someone, and I think you get their wives. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Man, TLC is a crazy network. <laughs> well, what do, you expect from, what do you expect from the network that gave us the song Waterfalls? Correct. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Honey Counts and Beer is Patrick Waterworld Bromley, John Space Truckers Rooney, and Mark Blue Velvet Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a rating or review. Like us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.